All right. <clears throat> and Yahoo appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre while he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked and saw three men standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, Yahweh, if I have found, now found favor in your eyes, please do not pass your servant by. Please let a little water be bought or brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And let me bring a piece of bread and refresh your hearts and then go on. For this is why you have come to your servant. And they said, do as you have said. So Abraham ran into the tent to Sarah and said, hurry, make ready three measures of fine flour, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and, and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hurried to prepare it. And he took curds and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. And they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, See, in the tent. And he said, I shall certainly return to you according to the time of life, and see, Sarah, your wife, is to have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah was past the way of women. And Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my master being old too? And Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I truly have a child since I am old? Is any matter too hard for Yahuwah? At the appointed time, I am going to return to you, according to the time of life, and Sarah is to have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. And the men rose up from there and went and looked towards Saddam. And Abraham went with them to send them away. And Yahuwah said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham is certainly going to become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him, so that he commands his children and his household after him to guard the way of Yahuwah, to do righteousness and right ruling, so that Yahuwah brings to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And Yahuwah said, Because the outcry against Saddam and Amorah is great, because their sin is very heavy, I am, going, I am going down now to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I know. So the men turned away from there and went towards Saddam, but Yahuwah still stood before Abraham. And Abraham drew near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wrong? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to act in this way, to slay the righteous with the wrong, so that the righteous should be do or should be as the wrong. Far be it from you. Does the judge of all the earth not do right? And Yahweh said, If I find in Saddam fifty righteous within the city, then I shall spare all the places for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Look, please, I am I who am dust or but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to Yahweh. Suppose there are five less than all fifty righteous. Would you destroy all of the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find forty-five, I do not destroy it. 
And he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there are found 40. And he said, I would not do it for the sake of 40. And he said, let not Yahweh be displeased. And let me speak. Suppose there are found 30. And he said, I would not do it if I found 30. And he said, look, please, I have taken it upon myself to speak to Yahweh. Suppose there are found 20. And he said, I would not destroy it for the sake of 20. And he said, let not Yahweh be displeased and let me speak only this time. Suppose there are found 10. And he said, I would not destroy it for the sake of 10. Then Yahweh went away as soon as he ended speaking to Abraham. And Abraham returned to his place. Chapter 19. And the two messengers came to Saddam in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Saddam. And when Lot saw them, he rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Look, please, my masters, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet and rise early and go your way. And they said, No, but let us spend the night in the open square. But he urged them strongly, and they turned in to him and came into his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Saddam, both old and young, all the people from every part surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us and let us know them. So Lot went out to them through the doorway and shut the door behind him and said, please, my brothers, do no evil or do not do evil. Look, please, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you and do to them as you wish. Only do no deed to these men because they have come under the shadow of my roof. But they said, stand back. And they said, this one came, this one came into sojourn and should he always judge? Now we are going to treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against the man, Lot, and came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, and they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, a son-in-law, and your sons and your daughters and whomever you have in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we are going to destroy this place because the cry against them has grown great before the face of Yahuwah, and Yahuwah has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spoke to his son, sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for Yahuwah is going to destroy the city. But to his son-in-laws he seemed to be as one joking. And when morning dawned, the messengers urged Lot to hurry, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he loitered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand and the hands of his two daughters, Yahweh having compassion on him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. And it came to be when they had brought them outside that he said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you. Stay anywhere in, or yeah, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be consumed. And Lot said to them, Oh no, Yahweh. Look, please, your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have increased your loving commitment, which you have shown me by, my, by saving my life. But I am unable to escape to the mountains, lest calamity overtake me and I die. Look, please, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is small. Please let me escape there. Is it not a small matter? And let my life be saved? And he said to him, Look, I have 
favored you concerning this matter also, without overthrowing the city for which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I am not able to do any deed until you arrive there. So the name of the city was called Sor. The sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Sor, and Yahuwah rained sulfur and fire on Saddam and Amorah, from Yahuwah out of the heavens. And he overthrew those cities, and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a post of salt. But the translation says, say, a pillar of salt. Dang. Yeah. And Abraham arose early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before Yahuwah. And he looked toward Saddam and Amorah and toward all the land of the plain. And he looked and saw the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. Thus it came to be, when Elohim destroyed the cities of the plain, that Elohim remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. And he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. And Lot went up out of Sor and dwelt in the mountains. And his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Sor, and he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. <clears throat> and the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man on earth to come in to us, as is the way of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and lie with him, so that we preserve the seed of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she arose. And it came to be on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, See, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight as well, and you go in and lie with him, so that we keep the seed of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night as well. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she arose. Thus both the daughters of Lot became pregnant by their father. And the firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the children of Ammon to this day. Chapter 20. <laughs> and Abraham set out from there to the land of the south and sojourned bet between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. And Abraham said concerning Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, sovereign of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But Elohim came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said, See, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. However, Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Yahweh, would you kill a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And, she even, and even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and in the innocence of my hands, I have done this. And Elohim said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. And so I kept you from sinning against me. For this reason, I did not let you touch her. And now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and let him pray for you, and you live. But if you do not return her, know that you shall certainly die, you and all that are yours. So Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants, and spoke all these words in their hearing. And the men were greatly frightened. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? And what have I sinned against you, that you have brought on me, and on my reign, a great sin? You have done matters to me that should not be done. And Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you have in view, that you have done this matter? 
And Abraham said, Only because I said to myself, The fear of Elohim is not in this place, and they shall kill me for the sake of my wife. And yet she truly is, or she is truly my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to be, when Elohim caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, This is your loving commitment that you should do for me. And every place, wherever we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech took sheep and cattle and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham. And he returned Sarah, his wife, to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell wherever it is good in your eyes. And to Sarah he said, See, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. See, it is to you a covering of eyes before all who are with you and before all others. And you are cleared before everyone. And Abraham prayed to Elohim, and Elohim healed Abimelech and his wife and his female servants, so they bore children. For Yahweh closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. All right. <clears throat> Chapter 21. And Yahweh visited Sarah, as he had said, and Yahweh did for Sarah as he had spoken. So Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the appointed time of which Elohim had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Yitzhak. And Abraham circumcised his son Yitzhak when he was eight, eight days old, as Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham was 100 years old when his son Yitzhak was born to him. And Sarah said, Elohim has made me laugh, and everyone who hears of it laughs with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Yitzhak was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Mitzrite, whom she had borne to Abraham, mocking. So she said to Abraham, Drive out this female servant and her son, for the son of this female servant shall not inherit with my son, with Yitzhak. And the matter was very evil in the eyes of Abraham because of his son. But Elohim said to Abraham, Let it not be evil in your eyes because of the boy and because of your female servant. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice. For in Yitzhak your seed is called. And of the son of the female servant I also make a nation because he is your seed. And Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, which he gave to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, also the boy, and sent her away. And she left and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. And the water and the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat down about a bow shot away, for she said, Let me not see the death of the boy. And she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And Elohim heard the voice of the boy, and the messenger of Elohim called to Hagar from the heavens and said to her, What is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear, for Elohim has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Arise, lift up the boy, and hold him with your hand, for I make a great nation of him. And Elohim opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water, and gave the boy a drink. <coughs> and Elohim was with the boy, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer, and he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran. And his mother took a wife for him from the land of Mitzrayim. And it came to be at that time that Abimelech and Pekol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, Elohim is with you and all that you do. And now swear to me by Elohim not to be untrue to me, to my offspring or to my descendants. 
Do to me according to the loving commitment that I have done to you and to the land in which you have sojourned. And Abraham said, I swear. And Abraham reproved Abimelech because of the well, because of a well of water, which Abimelech's servant had se- servants had seized. Good Lord. <laughs> and Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this deed. Neither did you inform me, nor did I hear until today. So Abraham took sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What are these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, Take these seven ewe lambs from my hand. Be my witness that I have dug this well. So he called that place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. And Abimelech rose with Picol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. And he planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there called on the name of Yahuwah, the everlasting El. And Abraham sojourned in the land of Philistine of the Philistines many days. Chapter 22. And it came to be after these events that Elohim tried Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. And he said, Take your son now, your only son Yitzhak, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as an ascending offering on the mountains, on one of the mountains which I command you. And Abraham arose early in the morning, and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Yitzhak his son. And he split the wood for the ascending offering, and arose and went to the place which Elohim had commanded him. And on the third day Abraham lifted his eyes, and saw the place from a distance. So Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey while the boy and I go over there and worship, Ooh, and come back to you. And Abraham took the wood of the ascending offering and laid it on Yitzhak, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. And Yitzhak spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, See, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for an ascending offering? And Abraham said, My son, Elohim does provide for himself the lamb for an ascending offering. And the two of them went together. And they came to the place which Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham built a slaughter place there and placed the wood yeah, placed the wood in order. And he bound Yitzhak his son and laid him on the slaughter place upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the messenger of Yahuwah called to him from the heavens and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay, lay your hand on the boy, nor touch him. For now I know that you fear Elohim, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and he saw, and saw behind him a ram caught in a bush by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for an ascending offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Yahuwah Yireh, as it is said to this day on the mountain Yahuwah provides. And the messenger of Yahuwah called to Abraham a second time from the heavens and said, By myself I have sworn, declares Yahuwah, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, that I shall certainly bless you, and I shall certainly increase your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore, and let your seed possess the gates of their enemies. And in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Then Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. 
and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. And it came to be after these events that it was reported to Abraham, saying, See, Milcah too has borne children to her brother, or to your brother Nahor. Uts his firstborn, and Booz his brother, and Kemuel, the father of Aram, and Kesed, and Hazo, and Pildash, and Yidlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel fought, brought forth Ribkah, and these eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother, and his concubine, whose name was Reuma, or Re, yeah, Reuma, also bore Teba, and Gaham, and Tehash, and Meachah. And that's the end of the Torah part of the portion. It says in uh, the Greek Septuagint, or the Masoretic, it says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Yeah. It's actually, he it tested them. God doesn't tempt us. He tests us. Um, Just translate there. And I submit <clears throat> that it was the devil that brought forth the idea to test him. Probably. No, I know for a fact. Give me a second. It's in Jubilees. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. And it parallels just about exactly what happens with um, Job. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I thought it was in like 15 or 16. Hang on. There's a banquet, and then, okay, so at the end of 17, it's 17, it says, uh, I'll start in verse 15, and it came to pass in the seventh week, in the first year thereof, in the first month in this jubilee, on the twelfth of this month, there was voices in heaven regarding Abraham, that he was faithful in all that he had told him, that he loved Yahuwah, and that in every affliction he was faithful. And the prince Mastema, this is the devil, yep. came and said, huh? That's right. Yeah, and came and said before Yahuwah, Behold, Abraham loves Yitzhak, his son, and he delights in him above all things else. Bid him offer him as a burnt offering on the altar, and you will see if, if he will do this command. And you will know if he is faithful in everything wherein you do try him. And Yahweh knew that Abraham was faithful in all his afflictions, for he had tried him through his country and with famine, and had tried him with the wealth of kings, and had tried him again through his wife when she was torn from him, and with circumcision, and had tried him through Ishmael and Hagar, his maidservant, when he sent them away. And in everything wherein he had tried him, he was found faithful, and his soul was not impatient, and he was not slow to act. Yeah, for he was faithful, and a lover of Yahuwah. And then the beginning of 18. And Yahweh said to him, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am, or here am I. Wow. It was Mastema. Yep. That old devil. 
Sure enough. Show enough. And go to second portions. <clears throat> second Kings. Two Kings. Four. Two Kings what? Uh, four. Yeah. And that's one through 37. I think it's the old chapter. No, it's not the old chapter. It's just one through 37. It says, and a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared Yahuwah, and the lender has come to take my two sons to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What should I do for you, and for me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your female servant has none at all in this house except a pot of oil. And he said, Go. Borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not get a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it all, or pour it into all those vessels, and set aside the filled ones. And she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. And it came to be, when the vessels were filled, <clears throat> that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. But he said to her, There is not another vessel. And the oil ceased. So she went and informed the man of Elohim, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. And it came to be on a day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a pro prominent woman, and she took hold of him to eat some food. And it came to be as often as he passed by that he turned in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look, I know that this is a set-apart man of Elohim who passes by us continually. Please, let us make a small upper room on the wall, and let us put a bed for him in there, and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand, and it shall be, whenever he comes to us, let him turn in there. <clears throat> and it came to be on a day that he came there, and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. So he called her, and she stood before him, and he said to him, Please say to her, Look, you have gone to all this trouble for us. What is there to be done for you? Should I speak on your behalf to the sovereign or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I am dwelling among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. And he said, About this appointed time next year you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my master, man of Elohim, do not lie with your female servant. And the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had spoken to her. And the child grew, and it came to be on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, My head, my head. And he said to a servant, Take him to his mother. So he took him and brought him to his mother, and he sat on her knees till noon and died. And she went up, on, went up and laid him on the bed of the man of Elohim and shut the door and on him and went out. And she called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys so that I hurry to the man of Elohim and return. And he said, Why are you going to him today? 
it is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. And she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go. Do not slow down, except when, except I speak to you. And she went and came, came to the man of Elohim at Mount Carmel. And it came to be, when the man of Elohim saw her at a distance, that he said to his servant Gehazi, See, the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, It is well. And she came to the man of Elohim at the hill, and she told him, or took hold of him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of Elohim said, Leave her alone, for her being is bitter in her, and Yahweh has hidden it from me, and has not revealed it to me. And she said, Did I ask a son of my master? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? And he said to Gehazi, Gird up your loins, and take my staff in your hand, and go. When you meet anyone, do not greet him, and when anyone greets you, do not answer him, and you shall lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As Yahweh lives, and as your being lives, I do not leave you. And he rose and followed her, and Gehazi went on ahead of them, and laid the staff on the face of the child. But there was no voice, and there was no bearing, or no hearing. So he went back to meet him, and reported to him, saying, The child is not awakened. And Elisha came into the house and saw the child was dead, lying on his bed. And he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to Yahweh. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands and stretched out himself on, on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. And he returned and walked back and forth in the house, then went up and stretched himself out on him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her. And she came in to him and said, Pick up your son. Then she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and picked her son up and went out. What you think? What do I think? <laughs> uh, that Jesus isn't God? <laughs> because, I mean, he was healing people, and that's, that's one of the things that people say. Well, he, he couldn't have been raising people from the dead if he wasn't God. Well, what did we just read? Right. And what? And then go back to, I know we didn't mention it in this portion, but Elisha was the, um, what's the word? The apprentice, I guess you could say, of Elijah. Right. And what did he say to him? Give me a double portion of your spirit. Yep. Okay. And we know that the spirit that Elijah had was not, he wasn't talking about his soul. He was talking about the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. The same spirit that, that Yeshua breathed on his disciples. Yeah. Yeah. Because weren't they, then they uh, raised people from the dead? Yeah. Or did remember the one that, that Paul, where the dude fell out the window, and they're like, <laughs> oh, "His life's still in him. Don't worry about it." He just fell, <laughs> he just fell three stories, but he's okay. He he's just, still, it's okay. He's alive. I mean, exactly. If only people would read the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. 
I'm I'm doing a study on the Trinity, by the way. So if there's any verses that catch your eye in regards to proof that it's unbiblical, uh, feel free to send them my way. Because I have a whole, I got a five five subject notebook, mm -hmm. and I know at least one of those uh, <laughs> one of those portions is just going to be nothing but Trinity. Cool. <laughs> That way I have, and then I'll probably eventually put it in, I'll just type it out again. But I'm going to write it down the first time. Okay. Just because I felt obliged to do that last night. <clears throat> but. Cool. I just, that, that doctrine is just, I have said it thousands of times. It's really, really dangerous. Yeah, they were, and it has, it's got a really big stronghold on people. Yeah, they would say that the ones that visited Abraham were the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So the Son and the Holy Spirit went down. Well, the Father stayed there. Yeah, it doesn't make no sense. Right. I mean, none of it makes sense, but <laughs> exactly. Um, next up, we have Isaiah 13, and that's 17 through 22. <clears throat> you said Isaiah 13? Isaiah 13. I'm going to have to jump off of here soon. Tweak my back out. Well, you're not supposed to do that, sir. I know. I'm old. 7 through 13. No, 17. Oh, 720. Yep. Okay. All right. So Isaiah 13, 17. See, I am stirring up the maydays against them who do not regard silver. And as for gold, they do not delight in it. And bows dash the young to pieces. And they have no compassion on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes spare spares no children, and Babel, the splendor of rains, the comeliness of the pride of the Kazdine, shall be as when Elohim overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. She shall never be inhabited, nor be settled from generation to generation, nor shall the Arabian pitch tents there, nor shepherds rest their flocks there, but wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be filled with owls, and ostriches shall dwell there, and wild goats frolic there, and hyenas shall cry in their citadels, and jackals in their pleasant places or palaces, and her time is near to come, and her days are not drawn out. Mm. Sir, you could probably make it through this whole portion because. Okay. <laughs> it says the uh, let's see owls, ostriches, wild goats. I was looking at something. 
They called jackals dragons. <laughs> really? Yeah. In the KJV, it says dragons. It says in the wild beasts. Yeah, it does. Hyenas of the isles shall cry in their desolate house. It says the second form used in Ezekiel 29.3. It says intensive from the same as H8565, a marine or land monster, that is, <laughs> sea serpent or jackal, dragon, sea monster, serpent, whale. That's okay. There we go. This is why we have to look up definitions. Dang. <laughs> yeah. This is why we have to look up definitions and then and then look at the context of the passages. <laughs> no, when they were writing that, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know it says hyenas, but just use dragon. Just use dragon, bro. <laughs> and we don't want to get sued. They'll figure it out. <laughs> and there's it says there's 23 occurrences. Dang. Hmm. Yeah, it's used as whale. It's used as serpent. Well, that's that's interesting. Huh. It says serpent, dragons, serpents, dragon, whale, dragons. Dragons, dragons, dragon, dragons, dragons, dragon, dragon, dragons, 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 dragon, dragons, dragon, whale. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. In Babylon, the the beauty of the Chaldees actually should be. Hmm. <clears throat> you, you, I'm telling you, you can probably make it through this. We're almost done. We have four more passages, and it's not a whole yeah. chapter. That's fine. It's so <clears throat> Matthew 26. 36 through 46. All right. And it says, <clears throat> Then Yeshua came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the top ones, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took with him Kepha and the two sons of Zebdi. And he began to be grieved and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My being is exceedingly grieved, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And going forward a little, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I desire, but as you desire. And he came to the top ones and found them asleep, <clears throat> and said to Kepha, so you are not able to watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into trial. The spirit indeed is eager, but the flesh is weak. 
again, he went away a second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is impossible for this pass, unless, or if it is impossible for this to pass, unless I drink it, let your desire be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. And he came to his taught ones and said to them, Still sleeping and taking rest? See, the hour has come near, and the Son of Adam is delivered up into the hands of sinners. Arise, let us go. See, who, see he who delivers me up has come near. wonder if that's the same cup that someone always says that he didn't drink from. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. Huh? I know who you're talking about. I don't like to mention names. That's rabbinic tradition. <clears throat> yeah. At least in the messianic era. Um, Luke seventeen twenty seven through thirty seven. This highlighted. Well, now I'm jealous because mine's not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Good Lord. <clears throat> all right. Luke 17, 27. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah went in to the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. And likewise, as it came to be in the days of Lot, they were eating. They were drinking. They were buying. They were selling. They were planning. And they were building. But on the day Lot went out from went out of Saddam, it rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all. It shall be the same in the days of the son of Adam. It, yeah, in the days of the son of Adam is revealed. In that day, he who shall be on the top of the house and his goods in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to save his life shall lose it, and whoever uh, loses his life shall preserve it. I say to you, in that night there shall be two in one bed, the one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together, the one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. And they, are, and they answering said to him, Where, master? And he said to them, Where the body is. There also the vultures shall be gathered together. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. What are you saying? Sorry. Oh, I, I dozed off a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, see, this reminds me. It says, "Remember Lot's wife." It says, "Whoever yeah. so, you know, 
And then it says down here at the bottom, it says wherever the body is, um, the eagles will be gathered together. That reminds me of him calling the feast of the fowl of the air and the beast of the field. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about at the end when basically everybody becomes bird food? Pretty much. Yeah. And That's then, there, you know, there'll be two women grinding together. The one should be taken, the other left. This, I guess, is where they get the rapture thing, but it kind of is like a rapture. The dead in Christ rise first, and those who remain alive will be caught up in the air together forever to be with the Lord. I believe in the rapture, just not how they explain it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no such thing as the pre-trib rapture. We're all going to go through tribulation. We just don't see wrath. Exactly. Wrath is not appointed for the righteous. Right. And it's like in that day, he which will be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. That'd be like Lot's wife, you know, looking back. Yeah. So. I was always curious about why they're on the housetop. Right. Says even thus it shall be in the in that day when the Son of Man is revealed. Mm. My goodness, my goodness. So Hebrews eleven seventeen, by belief, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Yitzhak. And he who had received the promises offered up his only brought forth son, of whom it was said, In Yitzhak, your seed shall be called. And then we go to Kepha, Second Peter. Um, just bring something up about the covenant thing. In verse 13 of Hebrews 11, it says, These all died not having received the promises. <laughs> what was it, Peter? What? Uh, second Peter 2. All right. What's the 1 through 10? Okay. Thirty-nine and forty. Having obtained witness through the belief, all these did not receive the promise. Elohim, having provided what is better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Apart from us. Apart from us. And still to this day shall not be made perfect apart from us. Which one are you in now? I was just reading the end of chapter 11 of Hebrews because you made oh, me oh yeah I'm sorry oh I made you do that okay <laughs> I was like that sounds like Hebrews I don't say that in Peter I was like he said, <laughs> I ain't seen this one before 
Hang on, let me get a pen. <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh, let's uh, shoot. Uh, all right, I'll finish this and I'll say what I had to say about it. Um, so Second Peter 2, 1 through 10, it says, But there also came to be false prophets among the people, as also among you there shall be false teachers, who shall secretly bring in destruction heresies, and deny the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. And many shall follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And in greed, with fabricated words, they shall use you for gain. From of old their judgment does not linger, and their destruction does not slumber. For if Elohim did not spare the messengers who sinned, but sent them to Tartarus, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be kept for judgment, and did not spare the world of old, but preserved Noah, a proclaimer of righteousness, and seven others, bringing in the flood on the world of the wicked, and having reduced to the ashes the cities of Saddam and Amorim, condemned them to destruction, having made them an example to those who afterward would live wickedly, and rescued righteous Lot, who was oppressed with the indecent behavior of the lawless. For day after day that righteous man dwelling among them tortured his righteous being by seeing and hearing their lawless works. Then Yahweh knows how to rescue the reverent ones from trial and to keep the unrighteous until the day of judgment to be punished. And most of the most of all, those walking after the flesh in filthy lust and despising authority, bold, headstrong, speaking evil of esteemed ones. I'm going to keep reading. Whereas messengers who are greater in strength and power do not bring a slanderous accusation against them before the master. That's the end of the portion.